Good morning, Trinity. Hopefully many of you were able to stop by the church this week and take a palm branch. Palm trees are really unusual plants. They're skinny. They don't look very strong like an oak or a redwood would. And their branches don't grow until the very top of the tree. But their roots run deep to seek out water. And this lets them thrive in places where other trees cannot. They're part of an oasis, a place of life and respite in the wilderness. And in the Middle East, some palm trees even give food. We can harvest their dates. Palm trees are mentioned many times in scripture. When they wandered in the wilderness, Israel camped under palm trees. Deborah the judge held court under a palm tree. And Jericho, the ancient city, was built on a large oasis and often called the City of Psalms. And in Psalm 92:12, scripture says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the court of God. Palm trees were also used by God's people Israel during a festival called the Festival of Tabernacles. This is one of the most joyous times of the year on the Jewish calendar. This seven-day festival marked the end of harvest time. And according to the book of Leviticus, it was a time when the people remembered that they depended totally upon God. In Leviticus 23:40, God told Israel, on the first day, you are to take branches from luxuriant trees, from palms and willows and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. When Jesus made his way to Jerusalem with his disciples, he knew he was preparing for his death. While dining with Lazarus one evening, the brother of Mary and Martha, who Jesus had raised from the dead, Mary enters the room with luxurious perfume, perfume that would have cost a year's worth of wages for most people. And she took the perfume and anointed Jesus' feet with it, and then washed his feet with her hair. This was fairly offensive. Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, turned to Mary and said, what are you doing? Wouldn't it be better to take this perfume and sell it and distribute the money to the poor? But in Luke chapter 12, verses seven through eight, Jesus replies, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Then as Jesus and his disciples entered Jerusalem to celebrate the, the festival of Passover, a time when the Jewish people would remember that God had saved them from death during the plagues of Egypt, a large crowd who was also gathered there for the festival came out and they took palm branches and they waved them. And they said, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And Jesus, 
who rode in on a donkey, received the praise of his people that was usually reserved for God during the Festival of Tabernacles. Jesus entered on a donkey, gently and humbly, not on a horse like other kings would have, to show their strength. Jesus was entering Jerusalem to turn upside down everything that we know about life and death. I don't know about you, but for me, this past week has been really difficult. Being ordered to stay in our homes to protect our communities, unless we absolutely have to leave our houses, has turned life upside down. We are together in the same house with the same people, or maybe we're in our house alone 24-7. And for those of us with children, they're there with us, and they are trying to figure out how to get their education online, and we're expected to help them in a way that we've never been prepared to do. And then there's the news. We turn on the news and we hear story after story about how sick people are, how rapidly this virus is spreading. We hear about an economy that's faltering. We hear about a healthcare system that's falling apart because we don't have the protective gear for our healthcare workers or the medical equipment that they need to treat people. And even if we did, as people flood into hospitals, we don't have beds for them. And then the information we get about the pandemic can be so confusing. At times, it contradicts itself, and it's really hard to know who we can trust. And if we happen to go out in public, we've been asked to separate ourselves from other people by six feet. Now, maybe I'm morbid, but when I think about having to keep myself six feet away from others, the term six feet under comes to mind, and I'm reminded again of the death around us. Six feet separating those of us who are living from the people that we've buried. But as Christians, as people who have become part of the family of God through God the Son, our hope isn't in our health. We haven't been called to trust an economy for security or provision. And our minds are supposed to be transformed through scripture, the reading of God's word, and not conformed to the anxiety of the world through watching news. Not even death in isolation could steal our joy, destroy our hope, or separate us from God. Passover wasn't the time for God's people to wave palm branches. It wasn't when they were supposed to enter in this joyous celebration. And right now, it kind of feels like we shouldn't either. But you know, if we pay attention, we see God active all around us. God is working in us and through us continually. He works through us anytime we deliver groceries to our neighbors, or anytime we encourage one another. God is there when we gather online for worship like we are right now from our living rooms. He's here when we pray each other, even when we aren't in the same room together. 
God's there when our discipleship groups meet on Google Hangout. God is there when you join your coworkers on Zoom. And God is working in us right now. I believe that God wants to do something amazing in our lives, here and now, during this time. And so, maybe this is the perfect time. Maybe, Trinity, this is the time that we do wave our palm branches, that we shout Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the King of Israel. All praise and glory and thanks and honor and wisdom and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen.